feels anything like this. I feel stupid for moving so fast. I feel stupid for even moving here. Regret and shame have drowned my spirit. I want to find reasons to hate him. He left my heart in fucking pieces out of nowhere. I didn't see this coming. But I won't destroy who he was to me. Because when he was with me, he was kind, gentle, and loving. He just couldn't hold me forever. Chapter 10, The Breakup I walk through life with my heart wide open. I give my love openly. I'm not afraid to fall. Sometimes, especially in moments like this, it feels like a curse. I feel wrong for it. But in the bigger picture, I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm not a half-in person. I do everything at 100% with my heart fully in. I can pick up the pieces. I can get back up. I refuse to go through life guarding God's gift, love. I laugh at the thought of calling Ron my dream man all over social media. I probably look like such an idiot. I hate him right now. I feel like I've fouled. I feel like I've lost. But then it hits me. He was the one. Until he wasn't. Not everyone is meant to be in our life forever. And some are meant to pass quickly. I noticed the shift in him right away and I spoke to it. Instead of ignoring it. I'm proud of choosing myself. I haven't texted him. I haven't called. Even if he came crawling back at this moment, I would not take him back. Past Emily would have sent the text. She would have called him crying, asking why and begging. So I take that as a win of how much I've grown and healed. But it doesn't make any of this easy. I know it's only been three months, but it still fucking hurts. It felt like finally I was done with the single chapter in my life. I thought I had manifested the real deal. I wish I could move on with it and just start dating again to numb out the feelings of being hurt. But I'm choosing to let myself be in this. Feel it. So it fully releases from my system. Fuck you is the text I really want to send. But I don't. What would it serve anyway? My mom always had a saying that I hated hearing as a kid. Two wrongs don't make a right. Me fighting with him would not change anything, except maybe a temporary moment of relief. It's not who I want to be in this situation. Five days go by without one word exchanged. I sent one dry text message. I was not looking for a fight or even him getting on his knees begging for me back, although my ego would have loved that. I wrote, I deserved so much more than a text message. 
When you're ready to be a man and speak to me in person, let me know. He responded back a day later, can you meet me tomorrow at the coffee shop? I didn't want to go. I didn't want to write back. He didn't deserve another ounce of my attention or my time. I called my friends, my mom, and my sister and told them everything. Every single person I talked to said, maybe future you would like the closure. So I decided I was going to show up. But I wasn't just going to show up. I was going to show the fuck up. The morning of, I put on red lipstick, my makeup effortlessly went on, and I blew out my hair leaving it silky and pinned straight. I slipped on red lingerie that he loved to match my lipstick and wore a plunge line dress where my red lingerie peeked through just barely teasing. I even wiped a little pussy juice behind my ear. I know it sounds strange, but I learned it in a book I read years ago, Pussy by Mama Gina, and it works like magic. It drives men wild. I could feel this energy building up, this boldness I haven't felt. It was like the old me was cracking and in her place was the boldest, strongest version of me ever. This felt like my villain era, my comeback. On the walk to the coffee shop, I reminded myself of who I was. I wasn't going to take apologies. I wasn't going to sit there and be a victim. I have spent days pouring out every last tear over him, and I know he most likely was not doing the same over me. I think the reason this hurt so bad is because it felt like I finally gave someone my heart, my all since Jason. I had healed the past. I had finally trusted men again. I worked so hard to be who I was in this short relationship. It felt like Ron took my heart and stomped on it. I walked into the half-filled coffee shop and saw people on their laptops working a couple of friend groups gathering and sharing easy conversation. And there he was at the back of the coffee shop, waving me over. I sat down in the chair across from him with anger coursing through my veins. I wasn't nervous. It felt like all I wanted to do was rip him apart like he had with my heart all week. The energy was much different than who I knew myself to be. Normally, my softness leads. Normally, in circumstances like this, I feel weak, vulnerable, and sad. But not today. I felt in charge. I felt in power. I was actually loving this version of me. I reminded myself I was the main character here. He handed me a cup of tea, chamomile, which he knew was my favorite. I didn't thank him. I didn't pick it up. I pushed it right back to him. He looked at me with sad eyes like he wanted to say so much but couldn't find the words. My mouth started talking before my mind knew what I was saying. I looked at him straight in the eyes and calmly but boldly said, I wasn't going to even meet you here today. Honestly, you don't deserve another ounce of my attention. You're allowed to change your mind in relationships. I get that. 
You're allowed to end things. That is not my problem. It's the way you completely lied to me. Having sex with me an hour before you broke up with me over a text message. Was that planned? Like you just needed to get off quick? I feel disrespected, lied to, and quite frankly, manipulated. I paused. He said nothing. There was a shock in his face. He had not seen this side of me. And to be honest, I had never really seen this side of me. I stared at him with a blank expression and still nothing. In a shaky voice, he finally replied, Emily, I'm so sorry. Again, silence fell between us. I replied back, you know, this was the cowardly way out. I thought I was dating a man, but it turns out I was dating a boy. I stood up and I left. On the walk back home, I blocked him on every platform I could and giggled to myself that just a couple weeks ago, I was sharing with him about the Emily Diaries. I had even asked him for permission to use his name. Now, he is a chapter in my book, And I did change his name for legal purposes, just in case. This was the time to fully find Emily in Nashville. I'd spent the majority of my time since moving here focused on him. I don't even know who the real Emily in Nashville is yet. This would be an exciting adventure once I kicked this heartbreak feeling. Okay, right now you're listening to the moment when my sassiest and boldest self came out. Now, I had a long history of always bending over backwards for men and for clients and for friends and all of the other things in between. I was a people pleaser. Once I began trusting in my power, I started magnetizing bigger desires into my life. The universe bends over backwards to women in their power, in their magnetism, and in their boldness. Little Miss Magnetic is a bundle to tap into your boldness, your most powerful edge, and start manifesting an overflow of money and love into your life. I like to call this bundle the Make It Rain Money and Love Program. All of the details along with the Magnetic Muse membership are in the show notes below. Now let's get back to the story. I am living in my dream loft, a beautiful and luxurious high rise on the 20 something floor. I am running a successful business and I'm officially single. I spent the holidays back in New York with my family It was a distraction from the unknown that laid ahead. As the holidays came and went, and New Year's Eve was upon us, I had a decision to make. Either I could hide back in New York and spend New Year's Eve with my family, or I could spend it in Nashville. The thought of staying in New York longer felt like an instant no in my body. I'd gotten stuck in a blizzard in my childhood home with my parents for over a week and all Christmas plans got canceled. I love my parents, but being stuck in a house with them for over eight days felt like a plant medicine journey, but fully sober. It felt claustrophobic. I'm sure you can imagine. As soon as the roads opened back up, I was ready to start the new year in my new life. 
As soon as I decided I would be back in Nashville for New Year's Eve, the loneliness hit. What am I going to do on New Year's Eve alone in a big city filled with people celebrating? Instantly, the download came through. Throw a New Year's Eve party for strangers. This felt absolutely absurd and kind of dangerous. But again, my body was reacting before my mind could keep up with it. I had been part of a free Facebook community, Nashville Girls Group, with tens of thousands of members. This felt so strange, but the download was so strong I had to follow through. And worst case scenario, I would spend New Year's Eve alone in a beautiful high-rise overlooking the city. I'd been lonely many times. I can hold it. I wrote in the Facebook group, Hi everyone, I am new to the city and just recently went through a breakup. I live directly in the city. You can see the fireworks from my place and thought if anyone else is free, you're welcome to come to my place for a little party on the rooftop. Then I detached. It didn't matter to me whether people came or didn't come. I knew I was meant to start the new year waking up in my new life. Within hours, I was getting flooded with messages from other women. The post blew up. I had two days to throw a party to strangers, and I was still stuck in New York. I'd sent so many messages back and forth, my head was spinning. I told everyone to bring a bottle of champagne and a dish to pass. I didn't want to invest in a bunch of alcohol and food if no one would end up coming. My inner child feared no one would show up to my party, so at least this would sting a little less. I sent so many messages, I was not even sure of the headcount. Some sent messages bailing last minute. Some confirmed with, I'll definitely be there. Some even offered to come early to help me set up. It was New Year's Eve evening, and I had no idea what the next hours would bring. Either no one would come, and it would be a bust, or people would show up. I was ready to dress for the latter. I chose this beautiful white tulle dress with my Christian Louboutin heels. I had a couple of bottles of champagne on ice and a charcuterie board waiting. Before I knew it, the early guests were arriving. They came with food, coolers filled with alcohol, and even New Year's Eve balloons and decorations. We decorated the lounge of my building with a glass of champagne as we introduced ourselves to each other. Over 20 women showed up to my last minute New Year's Eve party. We spent the evening eating, drinking champagne, having conversation. This felt like the best way I could ring in 2023. This was a side of myself I had never seen before. I have always identified with being an introvert. I have never wanted to be the center of attention nor open my home up to strangers and have conversations with people I didn't know. My past self would have been in shock, but this was Emily in Nashville. This is how she ran the show. I spent the entire evening hosting people I have never met before and getting pretty tipsy off of champagne. 
From that party, I have met some of my closest friends that I talk to every single day and see each week. Friends that I will hopefully have in my life forever. I always felt it was so hard to find girlfriends, especially in your 30s. No one really talks about this. We meet friends in school, childhood, sometimes work, and tend to keep those same friends around. But when we move to a new city by ourselves, or we see our friends start different chapters, it can feel like we're losing connections by the day. Most of my friends back in New York were in a much different chapter of their lives, settling down, buying houses, newly engaged, deeply in their own bubble. And here I was wanting to travel, see the world, very single, and living in a brand new city without knowing anyone. I made girlfriends by taking a leap of faith. I put myself out there. I stopped telling myself I was too introverted and shy. I trusted that there were women just like me in this city that also desired genuine connection. I had found out by throwing that party, a lot of women felt the same exact way. In fact, a few of them who became my closest friends shared with me that they weren't even going to show up that day. Their soul said yes to the invitation, but when it came to the day, they were going to skip out. But something pushed them beyond their comfort zone. Something opened up a part of them that conquered the fear. From that New Year's Eve, I have created the most epic and loving friendships. One of my 111 desires I wrote before the new year started, something I do each year, was find my soul friendships and have a booming social calendar. Now, it doesn't matter where I go. I've connected with amazing, brilliant, and empowered women. My social calendar is always filled. I've created lifelong friendships with women in all different ways. I give it all to that night. That one leap of faith, it opened me up. It cracked me wide open. It proved to me that it was safe to go outside of my comfort zone. I knew this was just the beginning to a very epic year. We have the ability to create any life we want for ourselves. We are not a victim to our circumstances. So here's the question. Are you reacting to life or are you deciding how life is going to work for you? It's time to call back our power as women and start creating our lives by design in dating, in self-love, in our body, in business, and of course with money. We are magnetic beings and we deserve to be our richest, most sexiest, and desirable selves. We don't have to chase our desires anymore. We don't have to prove anything. In fact, we know what happens when things in the wild are being chased. They run. We have the ability to magnetize our desires in. The Magnetic Muse membership is the portal for women who are on a journey of wanting it all. The dream life, power over money, the business that keeps elevating, and or the dating life that feels so romantic and yummy. This being said, the Magnetic Muse membership is in the show notes below for you. We would love to have you in. And thank you so much for listening to the chap- this chapter of the Emily Diaries. We will see you in the next chapter.